welcome back to the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, where we're helping your small business one expert at a time. This is episode number six, and today we're going to answer the question, how do I manage multiple networks with special guest Peg Fitzpatrick from pegfitzpatrick.com. And I want to be sure to let you know that there's more expert interviews over at www.ontracktips.com. That's ontracktips.com. Today's expert is Peg Fitzpatrick. And Peg's going to help us answer the question, how do I manage multiple social media networks? And for those of you that maybe don't know Peg Fitzpatrick, she works with Guy Kawasaki on social media marketing strategy. She's the director of marketing and social media for Cruzler Incorporated. Currently, she's consulting with Motorola on Moto X phone launch. And she's the founder of the Closing the Google Plus Gap community here on G+. She's contributed and has been featured in books like What the Plus, Google Plus for the Rest of Us, and Ape, author, publisher, entrepreneur, How to Publish a Book, both either authored or co-authored by Guy Kawasaki. But you know, my favorite quote that I found online about Peg, it comes from her mother-in-law, where she said, Peg, you're exactly the same person online as you are in real life. So let's give a really big warm welcome to the always engaging, ever energetic, most infectious giggle on HOAs. Peg Fitzpatrick. Welcome to the show, Peg. Hey, I loved that quote by my mother-in-law. That was like the sweetest thing ever. She, uh, the other part of that was she was like, other people seem so boring. <laughs> so be yourself. That's the most important thing. That's right. And so I want to welcome all of our guests, too, that are here today. And wherever it is that you're joining us, maybe you're joining us on Google Plus and the Events tab, go ahead and start asking some questions in the comments area. Keep them short and keep them simple. And we'll try to bring them up at the end of the show. If you're over on Facebook, by all means, ask comments over there, or maybe you're on YouTube. We can see your comments there as well. And for those of you that are on Twitter, show your support and go ahead and use the hashtag OnTrackTips. In fact, there's a tweet that's already been written below there. It makes it nice and easy for you. And if you hear any golden nuggets from Peg, by all means, share them with your friends and invite them over. Well, we've got a ton Don't of- Don't keep the inappropriate things that I say. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we've, we've, got a, we've got a ton of things we've got to cover. And it's funny because in, in early, uh, before the show, Peg said, there's no way we're going to answer all of those questions, Jason, that you've got planned. We've only got a half an hour. But for those of you that join the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, you know that we do show notes afterwards. We've got the video replay. We've got the podcast. Just head on over to OnTrackTips.com. You can see past interviews by experts by like uh, Ronnie Binser, Christina DeGraff, Mike Alton. And of course, we're going to have other experts coming your way. Uh, so check in over there, but let's get right into it. And I think the first question that we need to ask Peg, um, in order to manage multiple social media networks, uh, we really want to uh, talk about the business that's kind of just getting started in social media. So we're going to approach today's conversation from that angle. And uh, I want to help uh, our listeners decide what's the best network for me. So if we can, let's go one by one through the top five networks and say maybe what, you know, what, how does this network, what kind of business model really fits this network? And maybe what are some things that don't work so well? Let's start with Facebook. What, what business really works good on Facebook? Big brands are doing really well on Facebook because they have huge foundations. And I think small businesses, it's a little bit harder to get people to like you there. Um, I think one of the things that happens on Facebook is you really tap out your friends and family who are your Facebook friends. So I think that's one of the negatives of Facebook is, you know, you sure you want to engage people, but are, 
are your family and your friends your your customer base? I don't usually not. So I think that that's one of the downsides of Facebook. Um, there are really well established pages there that do really well, and Facebook is coming out with um, with new things for brand pages for for Facebook pages, and Instagram. You know they bought Instagram, so I'm waiting for a big uh, you know marriage between. Facebook and Instagram for the user. So that could be great for companies because mm -hmm. Instagram so, was fun. So, mm -hmm. so uh, if you could say uh, you, you've got big businesses. Now, I'm a, I'm a small um, consulting, local consulting. I don't get any traction over there. I've got like 250 mm -hmm. followers. I've tried light gating. I've tried enticing people. I've tried sponsor. I can't get any traction over there. I wouldn't start out as a small business on Facebook anymore. I think there was a time when it was like maybe three years ago uh, when it was a better place to be. It depends on what your target audience is for your clients. If there are people who are on Facebook, if your demographics are Facebook users, then it's absolutely the right place for you. If you're, uh, you know, a company that, I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't tell you what the different demographics are, but I, I think that it's more women on Facebook and so businesses that would, you know, be geared more towards women, uh, I think would do better there. But that being said, I, I don't know. I still think I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the network that I would start my business on these days. I see a lot of success with my clients, um, nonprofits that are churches do really good on there, uh, grocery stores, like you said, women, so salons or, or right. barber shops, beauty, beauty parlors. Let's move to Twitter. Uh, mm -hmm. Who works really good on Twitter? What's, how can Twitter we is great to find a target audience. Um, you can use Twitter lists to create um, you know, searches for, for relevant targeted people. So I love that about Twitter because you can really make it a targeted, um, because you have only 140 characters per tweet, everything that you say and do on Twitter has to be focused and small, concise, perfectly done. You want a link, you know. So I like Twitter. That's one thing I like about it is you have to really think and make your tweets really clever. It's like a little challenge to write something interesting because it's short. I, I use Twitter as a backup foundation for my other things. That's not my main, main thing, but I do love Twitter. I think it's great for short conversations. It's great to get to know people and say hi. Uh, I, one of the things that I like about it is if I tweet directly to you, that tweet goes to you. In, in your app mentions. So there's a very good chance that people will see your communications. Where if you were on a big uh, a page with somebody who is a bigger influencer, they may not see your plus or app mention. So I think, I think Twitter, you have a chance, if you write clever, smart things, that you have a chance of being noticed on, as a brand. Yeah, th some things that I really like about Twitter is I have a strategy I call client mining, where I'm able mm -hmm. to go through and using a, a tool called Tweepy, which uh, mm -hmm. you're probably, I'm sure you're familiar with, of course, but yeah. maybe some of our, readers, our listeners aren't. And uh, you can very easily go through the bios, look for people that really fit your niche, go ahead and put those into the lists. And I'm sure you're familiar mm -hmm. with that. I, uh, I use Social Bro. Have you seen Social Bro? I have Social Bro. And then a, another one is um, uh, Tweet Adder, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I like Social Bro because you can, you can really segment, you can get information. It'll tell you who your most engaged users are all those types of things. I should mention, I do have a free pro version from, from Social Bro. They, they sponsored my version, but I do oh, nice. love it. If, if a tool isn't good, I stop using it. You know, I test everything, and if it's not good, I'm done. So. Right, right. There's and then, a lot uh, of tools. 
And then there was Manage Flitter. I think that was the other one that I've, I've I, used. Before. I have used that one before too, to uh-huh. to find people to follow and to unfollow people who were. But now I do use Social Bro because it has more features than Manage Flitter. So, so in terms of getting started and choosing your network, Twitter is really good for client mining, for targeting, for their search, mm-hmm. and also for local. I think that it works really good um, for finding people that are locally. Let's move straight to Pinterest. And, and, and that one more way that Twitter is good, too, is using hashtags to connect with people by finding trends, which is good on a lot of them, but especially good on Twitter. Okay, right. Um, and so your, your Pinterest, you're really strong on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. <laughs> yes, I love Pinterest. And I think Pinterest works well for what brand, what brands and small businesses. I've seen tons of real estate agents doing really well in social media, which is impressive. Uh, I think that Pinterest is just a great place to showcase your brand's personality. This has the longest shelf life, so you can create a board to explain who you are, what you do. You could do a portfolio to show client work. You could put put your blog posts on there. You could put your social media networking on there. You can get inspiration. So Pinterest is really different for me as far as what I do there and how I use it. Um, I do love it. I love Pinterest, and it's um, and that's for the creative reasons I love it, the inspiration reasons, but also just it's a great way for people to know who you are, who your company is, mm-hmm. it's in a different way than in, in any of the other ones. You can only see the little bio. Right. Right. I was, it's interesting. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, Dustin Stout, and he's always said that he's having a lot of trouble getting momentum over on Pinterest. And it's really kind of surprises me because he's probably one of the most creative um, bloggers that I know. I absolutely love his graphics. Mm-hmm. So um, two things I wanted to ask you is maybe what was what's one way that maybe a guy like Dustin could leverage Pinterest and <laughs> uh, and then also um, debunk the, the quickly debunk the myth that Pinterest is really just for women. Ha, huh, Pinterest is not. I, I, I've converted tons of you Google Plus guys to Pinterest, and you know it. <laughs> you can all say it right down in the comments. Uh, okay, for Dustin specifically, because I've told him like a bunch of times, he, his artwork is awesome. 600 by 900, that is the size of the photos to use. They need to be long rectangles. They also fit perfectly on Google Plus. So you make one great rectangular graphic, 600 by 900, and there you go. Nice. If you use and, uh, the right size images, if you use a rectangle in a, the long way, if it is a good place for food bloggers. Um, and Chef Dennis is awesome on Pinterest and Instagram, by the way, and Google Plus. So, um, so yeah. yeah so for our, for our podcast listeners, sorry to cut you off, Peg, but okay. for our podcast listeners, I've got a, uh, a note here from Jean Layton, and she's saying that Pinterest is a place for food bloggers. So yeah, it is. Um, let's 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 move on. We've got a yep. lot to cover, and I, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off because I know you could talk all day on Pinterest. But let's jump right into yes. LinkedIn. What do you think LinkedIn about LinkedIn? LinkedIn is a mover and a shaker. Everybody has ignored LinkedIn. I boosted up LinkedIn for me at, and and for Guy as well over the past six months. Like just I always keep active there. It's not a main social channel where I talk to people. I don't do those endorsement things there. I feel like the real recommendations are the only thing that count. That's only my personal opinion. But LinkedIn traffic has passed Twitter traffic referrals. Just this week, a report came out saying that um, LinkedIn and Pinterest have passed Twitter for web. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Wow. 
Let's just say, listen to me, do Pinterest people. But LinkedIn is important, and it's important for businesses to connect with influencers, and it's important for bloggers. Um, at the last couple conferences I went to, uh, brands told me that they use LinkedIn to, to check out people's connections. So bloggers that are looking to work with brands, you need to have a really good LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn is easier than other social channels. You just need to make a really good profile with your keywords and they're not keyword stuffing but relevant um, information about yourself and then update it with projects that you've done as you do them and every once in a while shoot an update over there there it's, you go there's it, LinkedIn <laughs> well it's another thing I want to ask about LinkedIn is that it seems to have this sort of white collar sort of feel to it what about the brick and mortars what about your local mom and pop shops do they have a place on LinkedIn they they do they have company pages on there now with profiles and they're boosting that they're working on that LinkedIn is is really really moving towards being a more relevant network with their influencer program I'm not sure if are you familiar with that influencers mm -hmm. on network on LinkedIn no I they have a program okay well go update your profile mm -hmm. when we're done yep. <laughs> I'll be checking it um, okay. <laughs> don't think I won't. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn, LinkedIn has an influencer program where they have about 200 people on there that are blogging and writing directly for LinkedIn. So if you if you look on LinkedIn today, they've created kind of like a mashable kind of front page for LinkedIn where they have updated news and stories that people have written exclusively for LinkedIn. So it's a great place to find great content too. Great. Okay, let's jump over to Google Plus, and I know that both of us could sit and talk forever on Google Plus. Can we do this in like two, three minutes? What do you think? Google Plus. Google Plus is the place to start your business account. That's 100% what I think now. I think it it pushed Facebook out as the relevant place to start on social media in my mind. Uh, I believe that getting all of your every your profile on Google Plus is the best one that's available. You have all the space you want. You have all the links you want. You can write you know, whatever you want that's relevant that you want people to find you for. And then there's the author search, you know, the ad gives you the Google, at the social semantic piece of Google Plus with the Hummingbird update just totally knocked it out of the park for everything else. I don't, I don't think people will be able to catch up once that goes in there. And I've seen my own things really boosting up since the Hummingbird update. Um, so I think Google Place is a place to be. Get a Google Plus page, start it out the right way. You have to have a profile and then you open up your page for your business um, and, and post consistently. That's really important to post at minimum once a day as a business, but you can post so many more times on Google Plus mm -hmm. and join communities to meet people and network. And of course you have Google search. I mean, searching for things on Google Plus is the best. Hashtags make everything relevant and connected on Google Plus. What's hot gives you your content to post each day if you're stumped, you don't know what to post. Check what's hot, find a good hashtag that's relevant to your business and um, create a good post around it. Yeah, and for our listeners, uh, next uh, next week, be watching, but uh, we're going to have Mark Traphagen on the show, and we're going to go deep, dig deep into what you need to know about SEO and authorship and Google Plus and why it's so important, and he's going to echo yeah. exactly what Peg is telling you right now. So make sure you yeah, tune in. I was going to say all the smart things that Mark is going to say next week. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but now I'll just leave it all for Mark. I'm really kidding because Mark knows everything about that. But it is it is very, very important. What, what Mark says, do it. I'll, I'll make sure that next week, every smart thing that he says, I'll say, oh, yeah, Peg already told me that. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, she did that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's you. You're having great guests, Jason. So it's great uh, that you're finding people who are, you know, you had Ronnie on your last show who is knows everything about Hangouts and videos, and so uh, awesome. Okay. Well, next no, question. No, uh, next question. Sorry, I got to do it so uh, rapid fire. I'm not the social guy. I'm the question guy. So, <laughs> um, okay. So now, now we've already talked really good about um, amazing interview, and I think everybody could echo it. If you liked uh, what Peg just said, uh, then go ahead and either tweet to On Track Tips and say, "Hey, Peg, thanks for the tips," uh, or put it in our comments below. But uh, let's move on. So we've decided what uh, network might work or might not work. How many networks should I start out with? That's a question I get a lot because I am on all of them. I don't think that you should start out on all of them. That's not possible as a new user. So I say start with one and learn how to use it. An important thing to know is that they're all a little different. They all have their own language. You have to post a little bit differently. So you really should just pick one, get comfortable with it, and then boost it with another one. So if I had to pick, I would start on Google+. I would read what the plus <laughs> so you can learn the basics of how to do it. Um, and then I would boost that with Pinterest to help me find content to post on Google plus to save my Google plus on there. And I would also maybe put a Twitter in there. That would be like my three that I would kind of start with LinkedIn again, as a company, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you would want to be on that network so people can find you on there. So they take you see that's kind of like the take you serious network. It's really not that much work to get your LinkedIn set up and I would make sure that you have all the same profiles on all of them the same photo same really good professional photo so I would say to start with one and become proficient at that before you add other ones in it's better to do one really well than to do uh, multiple networks and then get frustrated and burn out that's not good yeah so that I think okay Misty you asked what what is the hashtag for Twitter again so that you can join us over there that's on track tips that's T-R-A-C-K on track tips uh, is the hashtag for Twitter um, okay so how many uh, Peg um, yes. oops, let me hide this uh, there we go so now uh, you said how many we should be on now one of the one of the uh, services that I provide for my clients is a local business directory uh, service I call it your social grid but a part of that is not just the look not just grabbing all the freebies that are out there you know um, but also <clears throat> uh, put, I, I call it putting a flag in the ground and grabbing the social networks and just kind of claiming my space there, even if I'm not going to be active there. What do you What do you right. say to that? Should I do that or not? Yeah, social media land grab. That's what I call it, the land grab to get right. your name on stuff. Right. Yeah, I have like the Microsoft email when that opened up because I, I when Google came out with Gmail, I thought it sounded stupid, and I loved my Yahoo email. <laughs> So you can see how irrelevant that was in the long term. So I did not get, I have like the really, I have a really stupid Gmail name because I waited. So I do do the, I do the land grab. I, if something comes out that I think I might like, I do get my name there. If you do set up a network, you can't just leave it with an egg default profile. You do need to fill the profile out. If, even if you're not going to be active on there right away. Um, another thing that I suggest in doing that is to make a master spreadsheet. And every time you join some network, put your link on there, put your password on there, because it's so easy to forget that you even have it. Like I had Instagram when it was new, when it was just an iPhone app before anybody heard about it. And I had it forever. I did it. Nobody else was on it. So I stopped. And now it's like, it's crazy popular. And I was like, I forgot I even had it. 
And that's, and that's what Jean Layton is saying here. She says, you need to grab the same name on all the platforms for continuity. Uh, take your brand name on each site and then get active as you can. And I think that, that she's really just quoting you um, mm. uh, on that. So thanks, thanks for popping that up there, Jean. So now what do you, um, what do you think about, can you give us real qu quickly five things that everybody, five, three, two, I don't care, uh, that you absolutely have to do when you get your profile, what are the absolute must-dos? Uh, and remember, some of our readers are just getting started out, so nothing is too simple. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what Jean just said, the first thing you want to do is to make sure that you have the same name. You want to have your name. So I have Peg Fitzpatrick everywhere. On Twitter, that's my blog name. You know, you want the same name everywhere so people can find you easily. That's very important. You want to use a and a really good profile picture because that's how people are going to know you. Every time they see you, they're just going to see that picture. So you want it to be something that's good, memorable, um, a good representation of who you are, interesting, and then you want to use the same profile photo on all of them. Uh, the resolution is really important. So make sure that you're sizing your social media photos correctly. That one thing that people do a lot when they're new is they find the best picture they had from five years ago at a party and it's blurry and someone else's head is kind of in the side of it. It needs to be you. It needs to be really just your face. And um, everybody does it. It's not as scary as it seems. I didn't want to put my picture on Twitter when I started either, but, you know, <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so let's see. We have text, name, same name, and then you want to come up with like three words to describe yourself. This is like the, a little teeny mini branding lesson. I use three different, three things to describe myself, and that's how I have all my content. So I'm social media, I'm a writer, and then I'm positive or, you know, enthusiastic. Those are kind of the things that people know when they see my content. So when I post things, they have an idea of who I am. So I, I have those words in my bio. Um, the content I share is relative to that. That's that's who I am. So if I was a um, a dry cleaner, for example, I would maybe have you know my dry cleaner name. I would have that I'm eco friendly. I would have you know clothing care, and then maybe something about community. Um, and then you just want to be consistent with that brand message through all of your messages and your social media, your photos, and everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I, I'm, I'm sorry to rush you so much, Peggy, you've yeah. just got so much information. I wish I could have you on for an hour long, but our podcast li cast listeners like the half an hour show, so that's what we're going to do. So yeah. we've got about eight more minutes left, and yeah. so I'm going to give you four minutes to tell us the big question that everybody's really asking. What are the free tools that you use on a regular basis to manage multiple networks? Okay. The most important thing that I use is Buffer. I use Buffer for everything. I love Buffer. I love the people at Buffer. I love how Buffer works. I, I've given tons of my own personal ideas to Buffer that they've implemented, so it's like almost perfect for me at this point. Uh, I think they've done every single thing that I've asked for, except for a calendar. That's my last thing. If they could put a calendar in there so I could see it, I'll have everything in the whole world. Um, so Buffer is, is a great tool. They do have a free version. I do the paid version because I do manage a lot of accounts. So for me, I do the paid version. It's $10 a month, which is ridiculously inexpensive for the cert. It saves me hours of time. I like to plan ahead. So using, using tools wisely to save time is the way to go. So my number one tool is Buffer. My number two tool is PicMonkey. 
which I use to do images and graphics. I love PicMonkey. PicMonkey app is their Twitter name. They are on Google Plus as well. They have excellent tutorials. You can use that to make your cover photos. You can use it to use all different kinds of things. So those are my two biggest ones that I use all the time. I use Google Alerts. Those are free. Those are important for a small business. I set up Google Alerts for my keywords and every day I get an email on those. I don't always check them, so what I do is I filter them in my Gmail, and then when I want them, they're in the in the folder, so I don't have to like deal with it. Email makes me crazy because I get so much now. Um, let's see what else do I love? Free tools. Buffer is really like I could not live without Buffer. Couldn't live without it. Like literally, if that wasn't going to be around anymore, I'd be like, oh. I use TweetDeck for Twitter. That's what I use to do my lists, columns, my mentions. That helps me stay organized on Twitter. I also use regular old vanilla Twitter because I like some of the features in that uh, let's see what else I use is there any other things that you want it's what what challenges are you finding what do you need a tool for yeah well um, another one I think that we should mention I know Mike Alton has done a really amazing series on Hootsuite and right. uh, and I, I use Hootsuite a lot so pro version or the free I do use Hootsuite as well but that mm -hmm. is you know if, uh, you have you have to pay for their premium features um, do you have a pro version or a free version? I just use free version, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Hootsuite, um, Hootsuite is really good, and they have a really tight relationship with Twitter, too. So um, they do get a lot of great features. There's a lot of features that I love in, in um, Hootsuite. If you're a social media manager, one tip that I do is I manage different clients and different Twitter clients. So I do one person's thing all in Hootsuite. So while I'm in Hootsuite, I know I am this brand voice. And then when I am in this one, I am this brand voice. It's a good visual key so you don't tweet the wrong thing to the wrong person. <laughs> okay, then speak, and you've got you, uh, one minute to tell us, yeah. how do you manage your time? I mean, you're everywhere. You're managing mm -hmm. Peg Fitzpatrick, Guy Kawasaki, um, Moto X. I mean, how do you do it? I have to say, Moto X, I, I was just kind of like working on a couple of big things for them. I don't do their stuff. I don't do any of their ongoing social media. So that was just... Um, I was like events, social media events for them, which was really fun. Um, so that doesn't take that doesn't take a lot of time management. Other things, I am just really organized. I use Google Calendar, so my when my Google, when I have Google events, they go on there. I have my calendar sent to me every day, so I know what I have going on for the day. I don't know if you do that. Um, and then I work ahead on every single thing that I can. I always work ahead because you never know when stuff is going to come up. So I schedule things that need to be scheduled. Um, I keep myself on my writing schedule. I write, I only publish on Mondays. Sometimes I publish extra times, but I know that I'm going to publish every Monday. I work on it on the weekend. I don't start writing other times. I don't play on social media. I, I work when I'm on social media. So uh, I don't go on Pinterest for my own little personal pinning <laughs> until like the end of the day because I can't, I don't have time to just get distracted and, you know. So uh, I'm focused, I'm targeted, and I use the tools to help me plan ahead and schedule. Mm -hmm. So it's just being smart with your time. Mm -hmm. Social media can, you can get drawn into conversations and then, you know, an hour is gone, two hours gone. So you got to watch it. 
All right, so we got three three minutes left to do our lightning round. So these are answers. Okay. We're going to just qu question answers, and they're yes, no, simple, quick ones. So the first one is, what is your thoughts on, from a viewer, uh, what is your thoughts about automation? And I'm not talking about automation like uh, Hootsuite. I'm talking about automation tools like F plus me or connecting your blog to your Facebook and your Facebook to your Twitter and having them automatically send out tweets and activity and having things interconnected. Thoughts? Um, I, I send individual messages for things that I do have some things connected. Like I do have my Pinterest pins tweeted. I think that keeping things connected in a smart way and not a robotic way helps you build audiences on different platforms. So I am not against automation as a whole. I, I don't like when people just send out content and they don't engage with people or respond to people. The only the only thing that I'd throw in there too is a definite no-no is never automate your Twitter back to another platform. It's okay right. to, to automate into Twitter, but never to automate out of Twitter. Okay. Right. What yeah. about especially um, on Facebook? Blech. Yeah, right. <laughs> well now that has anyway, let's not get distracted. Okay. Um <laughs> Here's a here's a big question. Um, Fiverr gigs, gaining followers, buying followers. We all know the answer, but we want to hear it from the expert. What do you say? No, earn your followers. Earn your followers, and then you get a targeted audience that loves you, that is interested in your message. So follow people that you're interested in. Follow people that you'd like to connect with. Um, on Twitter, you can follow people. People will follow you back. But no. Just no. And if you're a big brand, definitely no, 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 because people can tell. How important is it that you have an actual picture of yourself and not a character? Shannon Steves is asking us this. It's very important that you have a picture of yourself. Um, people connect with real people and real faces. So, uh, you know, on Google Plus, you do see people with kitten avatars and cartoon avatars and things like that. I have to say, I have one that I use on, uh, on Catterday, but I haven't used it in a long time. <laughs> and Craig, Craig Fifield is telling us that there's another great tool out there that I yeah. use a lot, and I'm sure you do too. Uh, if yeah. this, then that. Uh, yeah. Very useful for cross-posting. Yes, I use that for, for um, Pinterest and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, we did answer your question, Debbie, uh, where Debbie Strangeland asked, I'm interested in the idea of good tools to use to manage all of this, small bloggers, some free tools. So Debbie, I hope that we've answered your question. Certainly go back and listen to the replay and you'll see them there. And then the last question we have is, at what point, Peg, does somebody want to consider uh, hiring in somebody like yourself? A professional consultant, I'm a small business, I got a business to run. I don't have mm -hmm. time to manage social media. How much right. does it cost? All right, and just kind of throw mm -hmm. it out there and wrap it up. It's it's hard to say how much it costs because that, that really is like an individual thing. You know, it depends on what you want and how you want to do it. You are going to have to pay for a good professional. Um, when should you do it? If you feel like you don't have time, if you're spending, if you need to spend your time with clients, but you still need a social media presence, then you need to hire someone. Hire, you need to hire people to do the things that you don't have time to do yourself or it's not your strong suit regardless of what it is, whether it's design work, social media work. So look at it as, as a business expense. Um, I, I'm not sure about the cost because each person is different, but if you're asking someone to manage your social media, it's really a seven day a week job. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time. You want somebody who's good, so you don't wanna just pay. If somebody says it's really inexpensive, they're not gonna be any good, sorry, but they're not going to. And you need to make sure that they have a social media presence themselves. Don't hire someone 
who has 150 followers on Twitter to manage their their Twitter, your Twitter account, because they're not managing their own if they only have that many followers. So I would say people, you know, they need to have, you know, a thousand, two thousand. They need to have a good amount of tweets under their belt to make sure that they know what they're doing. Do they do they post regularly on Google Plus? Are people engaging with their posts? If they're posting and no one's engaging, then why they're not going to do any better with yours? So you're, you are you are just so full of knowledge and information. I I feel sorry to have to have constrained <laughs> you into such a tiny amount of time. I know our listeners are just absolutely loving this, but you know leave, leave them wanting more, right? So Peg, where's the best place if somebody wants some more of Peg? Where, where should we? Where should they go? There's tons of me everywhere, Jason. I just don't know what to tell you. Um, actually, my blog is my home base, my big, big home base. I'm on Google+, Twitter, everywhere. So whatever your favorite is, find me, and I'm probably there. <laughs> is there any projects you're working on or anything you'd like to share with our readers? Oh, boy, what am I working on? I don't know. I'm working on so much stuff. This week is like Hangout Week. I have tons of Hangouts, and I still have wrap-up from my big geek day where I went on a tour of Silicon Valley. I have a lot of stuff to write about that still so and photos so i have writing and, to catch up on and when, when my i got a quick little story to share when i was uh, talking to my wife about peg and I, I hung up the phone with you after you had said yes i'll be on your show and i i was so excited i was just bouncing around and my wife was like who is this peg fitzpatrick i said you you gotta be kidding me this woman is like amazing i said i bet i can go to google and type the the, the greatest uh female uh people in social media and she'll be like in the top 10 well, I went there, and would you believe it that you're not on the Forbes 20? So what I'm I've done not. is I've put – you're not. So I've put – a, a, a listeners, go to the stream. I just put in a tweet that I want us all to support Peg because we <laughs> love her so much. And just tweet, I, love, I vote for Peg at Forbes Women for the top 20 in social media – Peg Fitzpatrick. Let's all vote for her and let's get her on the list this year because she deserves it. I'm Jason Weiser. This is Webination Station. This is the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast. If you want more of these, please make sure that you send me a, a private message and say, add me to the list so that we make sure to get you in the invites. You can watch our past uh, podcasts, videos, and summary wrap-ups at ontracktips.com. That's ontracktips.com. And I want to throw a quick plug out for one of our sponsors this week, and that's howardguitars.com. It's my good friend Jim Howard from Charlevoix, Michigan, creating handcrafted custom guitars of the finest quality. A big shout out for my good friend, howardguitars.com. This is the Get On Track pod podcast. Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, helping your small business one expert at a time. And we're saying goodbye to our expert, Peg Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much, Peg. Thank you for having me.